When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right so tell me what you got. Let me read this story from New York Post. During last off-season, CBS Sports executives recognised some of the luster of Tony Romo's NFL analysis had faded, and as a result, they say something of an intervention. Um, so then they go on to say that they reckon he was off the boil when he first burst onto the scene. He was just renowned as the best in the business, but they said, no, something's going on. So two executives at separate time flew to his home in Dallas, sat him down and went through tapes and said, you know, yep. you've got to get better, blah, blah, blah. He's working with Jim Nance. Um, Colin Coward is a, a big name. Well, he's the equivalent of uh, Kane Corns over there in America. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That's good. He reckons this. He's, he's got a theory on what's happened to him. He said, uh, I've used this theory for years. I'd interview people I was going to hire. Mm. He said, I have lunch or coffee with them. I always say, do you love golf? I love golf. Do you love golf? And if they said yes, I wouldn't hire them. He reckons... <laughs> Guys, as they get older, become obsessed with golf, and all they do is worry about playing golf, which Romo is an unbelievable golfer. Yes. So he reckons the golf's got to him, and uh, the luster's come off him. Which is extraordinary, because when we get to what we are going to talk about this morning, Mm. this particular person plays a hell of a lot of golf. Does he? A hell of a lot of golf. Does he? Every second day, he's out there on the golf course. Right. So this story was about was around, and Tim's listening to this. And yesterday, you listened to some of our Drive Home show, which is unbelievably entertaining. Excellent show. I'm asleep most of the time. Not that doesn't put me Well, yesterday, you you had other problems associated with your health. And you think that uh, as a result of one particular interview you heard, that- Hutchie may have to fly back from India for an intervention. Mm. On what basis? Well, have a listen to this because this is Andy and uh, Gazy talking to <laughs> the newly appointed solo skipper of the GWS Giants, who, Toby Green, who was the captain last year. Who was the captain last year? This year he will be the captain at, or sole captain. Have a listen to this. With you, with the whole captaincy thing. Uh, do you really have to change much? Uh, although technically you may have not carried that label, I'm sure you're exuding those leadership qualities anyway. Does this now come – does this mean you've got to change anything in the way you're going to go about it? Well, technically he had carried that label for the whole of last year, which is all right. And Toby being the yeah gentleman that he was didn't say, hey, I was captain last year, you know. He just played along. He played 36 holes yesterday apparently before he did the show. <laughs> yeah. Then he, he, so then you, you said your ears pricked up and said, hello, Gazy doesn't realise he was captain. Like, this was his second question. Do you feel it comes uh, adds a, a bit more pressure to you personally? You've got to think of the heroic speeches. You've got to do other bits and pieces that stereotypically we think goes along with being the captain. Does that... Does that phase you at all, any of that extra burden that you might have to carry? (laughs) Again, Toby, being a gentleman, didn't say, I made speeches last year when I was captain. So So Hutchie was listening in. I reckon he fired a text in via the temper text because by the time they got to the the interview, this is how he... You reckon there was an intervention during the interview? (laughs) That's right. Listen to the end.
Toby Green. Well done, Toby. Captain mm. of the Greater Western Sydney Giants. Beautiful. Soul, soul, single, that, that's just soul captain, soul captain that's the difference. Soul captain. Yes. <laughs> that, that's the, the difference that, that he got an intervention on. Is that, I'll tell you how it would have went. Uh, ring, ring. This is in the producer's, <laughs> in the producer's booth. Ring, ring. Hello. Hachi here. Tell him he was captain last year. <laughs> and push the button. Gazing. He was actually co-captain. Oh, yeah, right. I knew that. I knew that. Yep, that <laughs> so there's He the plays a lot of golf. Yeah, there's an intervention. Yeah, he does play place. a lot of golf. Gonna... Have you ever known anything like that to happen? Have you ever had any? Have you ever had to sit down? Have you ever had the bosses call you in the office and sit you down and say, look, you know, I think your game's just a little bit off. Look at the look on your face. As if we not Not from a media point of view, but in my, my very, very early VFL career, mm. So we, this is the under-19 days. Under-19s, reserves, seniors. Right. right. Brassie's coach in Melbourne, Ray Jordan, the great Slug Jordan, coaching the seconds and the thirds. Right. I'm 15, just turned 16. I'm, I'm a, the skinniest player in the AFL. That's me. I'm about 70 kilos. You Were you skinnier than just Robbie Flower? Because he was there at the same time. Were you yep. skinnier than Robbie? Yeah, I would have been. So I go into the weight wow. room. And so that's clearly the... Mm emphasis for me and I would go into the little weight room at the back of the MCG and there's John Fidge and Ted Fidge of what yeah they're benching 140 kilo I, I couldn't I couldn't bench press the bar like without any, without weight any weights on it yeah I'd never done a weight in my life right. so the natural reaction for me was not to go in there <laughs> so and then uh, I got called in right Do you know how daunting it is to get called in by Ron Barassi and Ray Jordan I can imagine so no that was the only intervention I've had what about you um, no, not like that. Not like that. There's people that give you advice along the way about, uh, the job that you might be doing, but, yeah. uh, not like that. I never had the bosses fly in and say to me, you know, this is what you need to do. Sit you down, go through the tape and that type of thing. Mm. But it, it, you know, like if you're not producing in this business, then you need some feedback, don't you? 100%. And that's one of the things that, you know, all the guys that come out of footy and go into the media and, uh, that's the one thing all of them complain about when you sit down and have a chat to them is they've come out of an environment where they're getting feedback all the time and they're having their performances appraised yeah, and they're yeah. sitting down looking at a tape and doing that sort of stuff. Not they get into the media and they think, where's all the feedback? Yeah. How come nobody's telling me what I'm doing or doing right or doing wrong and I never hear from anybody? Does that mean I'm doing a good job or does that mean that I'm not doing a good job? I just like to hear from somebody occasionally. It's a good, it's a really good point. And that, I always say that, that boss, just tell us. This, this is what we do. This yeah. is, we've had that all our lives. They're all happy. Everybody that comes out of the game is happy yeah. to get feedback. I think sometimes they can, oh, if I give feedback to somebody who works in the office, not from a sporting background, yep. they've got to tiptoe around, whereas we go, well, no, I'd rather tell us. So, If you were to give me some feedback, what would you be giving me? Like, I can take it, whatever well, it is that you've got on your uh, mind. Let me write this down for Tuesday. <laughs> feedback for the wisp, because I'll need a few days to, to collate my thoughts. <laughs> Richard's on the road. Good morning, Richard. Go for an hour. <laughs> morning, Jess. Welcome back. Thanks, Rich. Um, I uh, talk about interventions at a you know, at a midway point, even during the radio, uh, I reckon the greatest one ever in Australia was um, Kerry Packer. Yes. Um, he, he used to change, uh, pull people off air midway through his show, and that I have it on good authority that he actually had a uh, a line in his office that uh, midway through a cricket game, he'd make a phone call, and next thing you know, players would be uh, 
swapping uh, one bowler on, one bowler off. Uh, just one phone call. <laughs> Is that right? I don't know whether he could make uh, bowling changes, but the phone in the production rooms of, or, yeah, wherever the sport yeah. was or the newsroom, there was allegedly a red one, which was the only one man when it rang, you knew who it was. And there's the famous story about him and Ernie Sigley too. Yeah. When Ernie Sigley was... Hosting uh, is, that the, is that the one. the peak of his powers hosting the nighttime show, yep. and apparently wasn't treating those around him as well as what he might. Yep. And he flew down. He said he needed him just to stick around after the show and stay in his dressing room. And he flew down to have a chat to him. Is that right? Sacked him and sacked him. Yeah, no, this is in the book. I mm. read, read this in the book. They got a car. Ernie was like Bert Newton. Yeah, the yeah. number one man. So he sent his car, picked him up, took him to Spring Street, I think, where he had a penthouse. Up he went. He said, righto, don't like the way you're dealing. Out. Sacked him on the spot. Unbelievable. And he didn't he sack Mick Malloy on the live? Didn't Wasn't Mick doing a show? And No. Oh, yeah. You, sorry. Yes, you're right. I think, I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I, I think I'm you, right. I think you are right. 